0: Most copyrighted song we've ever done.
1: <laughs> but yes, no, I was just saying like I that's as much as I want to do. But yes, he yeah. does do the secondary dominant by going. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. The two major. Okay, yeah. So the one, I like that. It so all really I'm doing j- jazz wise is if uh, is that this one is in a key of E flat. So I'm doing the uh, like the four, which is like a like a major seven. E flat. And then I do the secondary dominant, which is the F major, but I do it in the second position. So I, so it would normally be like this. So if I was going like, okay, so you got like E flat over like A flat, and then, so you know, instead I w- I'm, yeah. I'm doing like the. So it's very uh, awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That was a long, uh, boring, like, music thing. Are you kidding me? Getting me a chance to watch you You're
2: the brilliance of your brain in action is it's always a blast. Okay, well. You should charge for <laughs> piano lessons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Brian Duncan told me I should be a teacher, and I was like, well, you know, then I'd actually have to make a decent living and support my family. And that, you know, that's just one of those things. I'm super depressed. Yeah, well, there you go. I need to. <laughs> 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 On the lighter note, <laughs> let's get this <laughs> podcast going here. It's going to be a fun episode today. It's going to be fun.
0: It's yeah. going to be lots of fun. We're going to just chill. And we've done like zero prep, which always makes it even better, I think.
1: We we have done so many um, on theme and on um, uh, what I would call uh, a series and like very, very particular topics. So last week... Uh, and this week have both just been kind of like a uh, Let's take a break and do some more like fun personal stuff Just do stuff something casual. cool Yeah So there we go You guys ready to start We're this always thing? always cool Bob, why don't you join us in the intro Is that okay,
0: Zach? We would love to hear from Bob in the intro He's basically an honorary houseplant at this point So we need to do
1: <laughs> yeah. Zach, Colin, and then Bob Bob, can you chime in there? I gotcha Alright, you ready, Zach? Yeah I'm Zach And I'm Colin And I'm Bob and, and welcome, welcome to the House, House Plants Podcast.
0: We are here to yeah. talk about
1: that music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Sweet. Oh my goodness, I just That's pointed awesome. and it happened. <laughs> Way so to red things there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, as you were listening to in the pre-ramblings before the uh, intro part, we are talking about some fun, random stuff today, going a little more casual, uh, doing more of like an update about us. It's nice
0: just to kind of take a break every once in a while from having to really, I mean, we did put some thought into this content, but instead of trying to like produce something really written and uh, really polished, we're just going to kind of
1: react to some audience questions and it's going to be fun. You know what else too is I I just want to say thank you, Bob, for sticking with us. He has become so much of a regular that I would even say that, you know, first episode, he might have been like a planted seed. Yeah. Second, third, he might have had a stem poking through. But I'm seeing some oranges, you know, pop- popping out of those uh, blooms or whatever you want to say. Or whatever fruit oranges. you would prefer to be. Yeah. I know you're, uh, you know.
0: Oh, I see. You were going with the fruit. Yeah. I thought like maybe he was like a different um, colored
2: plant.
1: Oh, like, yeah. Uh, uh, pink sometimes. Blue I would think pink. Yeah. With a khaki colored stem.
2: I'm a huge fan of the pink myself as well. It is but true.
0: The, we went to a wedding on Saturday and Bob wore a pink tux. At
2: the at the demand of the bride. It was her main request for me.
0: I that was, was told your wedding present. I
2: was told yes, I was, told I was uninvited tux. if I did not wear <laughs> the pink tuxedo. <laughs> right, right. So, signature
1: um, pink. So uh, we're going to do fun things today. Uh, if yeah, you guys yeah. remember the episode we did sort of like, and then we did like a fun, like rapid fire, write a song. This is like question crossfire two. It is question across The fire questioning, two. It, the, question. the, deep, the the deepening, the questioning.
0: Um, it should have
1: two colons. In yeah. the name. I'm I'm gonna do it. And so, uh, so what's fun is that in the in the last time we did this, we had um, like just a kind of like a regular worship song. Then we did at the end two like original songs as part of like uh, just like a contest to see if we could write something quickly. Zach had his awesome 50 cent rack and I did uh, dig a little deeper and uh, yeah, dig a little deeper. I ended up making it as one of the worship songs in the following episode, which is fun yeah. uh, with weird, oh, bad yeah. audio according to uh, Bob after listening to it. No, it's, no, I, 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 I'm not calling you out. I'm saying I agree when I listened to it. I was like, Oh my Actually, face we didn't
0: have Bob when we were. Yeah. That. If we
1: had Bob, then it yeah. probably would have been much better. Um, so th- this time for our worship song, which we do every time we are going to break for 10 minutes you're going to hear the the podcast cut so i say goodbye and then 10 minutes later we're going to come back inst- yeah. instantly and have this original song so there will be a time
0: jump but you can hear the full audio on our patreon so check us out on patreon so yep, this buddy. is not
1: a this yeah, is yeah. not a planned thing we we purposefully like did not plan what we were going to write because we wanted to see what would happen but the best part about this is that since bob is here we are going to base our song on a scripture that Bob randomly picks out from the Bible. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking, Bob, I'm cool with you opening it up, but I want you to close your eyes and, and spam through. Is that okay? So it's completely double so blind. Close your eyes, flip through. So you don't even know like which Testament
0: you're into. Okay. None of that. Okay. Yes. Are we doing this right now? Yes. Okay. Three, right two, one go all
1: right what do we got bobby what page are we on
2: uh looks like we're in john chapter 19 through 20 chapter 21 Ooh. the gospel so, of john or first john uh, gospel of john okay and so the verse we're going to choose here
1: oh my lord it could be anything hey at least it's in john that's a good start yeah I, I'm totally fine writing a song a based book. on a John verse. Oh, the,
2: the, the, I
0: think we're the, are the, we in Jerusalem at this point? We're actually at the at the resurrection itself at the Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. The resurrection man. happens in like 19. Oh, we're going to yeah, write an yeah, Easter yeah, song. The, the, the burial of resurrection.
1: <laughs> there you go. This is going to be for next Easter. We're going to have this on the podcast again. Hopefully, if the song so, isn't terrible.
2: <laughs> here, here it is. This is going to be it. Um, OK. John, chapter 20, verse 13. They asked her, "Woman, why are you crying?" They they have taken away my they have taken my lord away," she said, oh. "and I don't know where they have put him." Oh, that's going to be your verse.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Read some more. We got to get context. Start oh. from like ten and go through or something. Okay, okay. 10, Sorry, 10. I'm not trying to dictate what you're saying. Sure. sure, I just want I want more material than one verse. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So chapter twenty uh, we start at start at eleven. So, okay. So the, well,
2: here in verse ten it says, Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Yeah. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one uh, and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my oh, they have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, Why are you why are you crying who is it you're looking for thinking he he was the gardener she said sir if you have carried him away tell me where you have put him and i will go get him jesus said to her mary she turned around uh she she turned toward him and cried out in arabic rabboni
1: which means teacher all right Mm. i i think this is going to be good so bob bob give us a countdown and then we will pause for 10 minutes and me and zach will get to work okay
0: but keep recording yeah
1: All right, guys, we will see you in 10 minutes starting now. Now. Now.
0: okay done done
1: edit in here done okay
2: 15 minutes and 30 seconds not too bad
1: bob is bob is like not letting us cheat at all so thank you bob (laughs) for doing that so all right so we wrote to the best of our ability we were super ambitious unlike last time where we just tried to do like really simple stuff And uh, as a result, it may be a little rocky, but I think we got this. Okay. So, Zach, let's start with your chorus, your first one. And when you get done with it, nod to me and I'll do my thing. Well, your
0: your thing comes first. Is it? Cause, yeah, because you're saying, um, Mary, why do you cry? And then mine is from the voice of Mary answering.
1: Good. So, so the, your I your verses it. first. All right. Exactly. So here we go. Okay. I, I, These aren't I, really I, verses. They're reverse
2: choruses and reverse verses. I, I gotta okay. say, from, from just from sitting here and just watching the talent overflow, it's this is this has been awesome.
1: maybe maybe <laughs> maybe. Let's pray. I'm gonna pray really quick before we worship this time, as opposed to uh, in the other cases, so that we can pray that the God makes this work out. Okay. That
3: sounds
1: good. <laughs> God, we just pray that you would bless this worship song that we have written for you, and though we took the limited amount of time that we had. We pray that it would be glorifying This is not a uh, statement that you only deserve 15 minutes But that with the talent you have given us We can show you what we can do with a small amount of time God, we pray that it would be great And uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen Amen <laughs> All right, so you ready? Yeah So uh, the bottom part is actually the part I'm about yeah, to I, do Yeah, I got it Yeah, you ready? Mm-hmm. So I'll start us off, here we go Let me. We're going to give it a shot, people All right
0: We should take some time and polish that, that up. Someday. Yeah, yes, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Reverse verse, reverse chorus. Cool. So it only took us uh, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. We really wanted to nail that down more because we started having a lot of fun with it. We so. were like
0: almost there, and it would have been a shame to have
1: like us half only, of the lyrics. Yeah, that yeah. would have <laughs> been like a like a sad story. I shouldn't have closed the door. It was kind of hot in here. Sorry, my Bob. Uh... My Bob bad sorry no um my we bob just, bad we just use the word Bob whenever we're talking about a mistake <laughs> Makes oh sense. Uh, I, I like made it. a bob again <laughs> Pulled a Bob that's actually a joke from the office for everybody who listens to this podcast who likes the office um this guy tries to get Dwight out of the office by being like oh man I really shrewded it And shroots his last name they're like what are you talking <laughs> about he's like oh that's yeah. just something that comes around the office everybody every time they make a mistake they say oh I shrewded it. <laughs>
0: cool deal all right so okay so that was a lot of fun amen yeah amen um what are some things that are going on lately guys should we uh, are we good with the one
1: prayer should we pray again
0: for the podcast i'm not gonna say no to praying again why don't i lead us
1: all right that sounds good all
0: right father thank you so much for um allowing us just to hang out fellowship and talk about you. Um pray that this podcast would just be glorifying to you and that uh, our listeners would get something out of it. Um, Lord, we just thank you so much
1: for everything you do. It's in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Cool.
0: So yeah, what's going on?
1: Uh, that was the question on the table. Yeah. Um, what did we do last Tuesday, Colin? Ooh, that was fun. Okay, yeah. so um, Zach told me about first, before we even talk about what we did, I'm going to say a shout out to these two guys uh, from uh, surviving seminary. Jason and Kevin. Yeah. So there, there are these two guys that we have hooked up with that are, uh, they have their own podcast and there's other people too. But um, before we learned about the event, I think Zach started telling me about this other podcast. And then we found out about this event in Wilmore near Asbury, where Zach goes to school for seminary. And um, while, we were on that subject. This other podcast that's getting going was like, Hey, we want to hook up with you guys. Yeah. do a podcast crossover. And then, um, in the process of doing that, Zach was like, Oh, there's like a podcast kind of like meetup convention yep. type thingy. It was
0: and- just a, casual group of a bunch of people yeah around the seminary or affiliated with that have podcast or have an interest in podcasting. And
1: and what's that business? Or it's not a business, but the building. Yeah, there's a um they
0: meet in a church and it's called the Foundry and they help Very
1: cool. Yeah, they help entrepreneurs
0: and creative types and stuff like so that. So
1: another shout out, the Foundry yeah. for sure. Um so um I will just say that I didn't know what to expect, but it was a lot of fun getting to talk about podcasting. Yeah, it was super cool just to meet with like-minded people and kind of see the
0: possibilities, what the future may hold for Mm. all of us. It's kind of cool.
1: So, Zach, how awesome. What was it like hearing me talk a lot the whole time? Yeah, Colin was there in spades. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Like, I got into this weird thing and I hate hate it when I, I, I get into this situation because a big flaw of mine is that I just... I cannot help but just, like, talk, 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 talk whenever I have an opportunity to. And I think sometimes the more uh, tired I am, the more <laughs> I don't rein that in. Like, I'm just, like, oblivious. I tend to find that's, that's true of a lot of extroverts. Mm-hmm. So the tired they are, the the less filter they have on how much they Yeah, yeah that's interesting. My, my, yeah. my
2: bride is the same way.
1: Yeah, and so... So the the funny thing was when we got there, we expected maybe for there to be like, I don't know, five or six established podcasters or something. But what it turned out to be was just like people that were in every like step. And yeah, it, and not to brag, this is not a bragging thing. But me and Zach just happened to be a little bit further along than some of the other people. And so in in some regard, Surviving Seminary is probably right there with us. Definitely a number of episodes for sure. But just epi- just episode like count mainly but um so we had a lot of people ask us stuff and then uh the person who was kind of running the event what's her name again zach oh um shoot heather heather that's right and uh she introduced stuff to me and i'm just bad at bad at names but um she kind of put some questions out there and nobody immediately answered and of course i was just like well (laughs) like an hour later you know but um it it was it was actually really cool because if but it was still good (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Zach's like. Even though we talked the whole time, I guess I got a little.
0: <laughs> no, no, it was it was good just to converse and and uh, yeah. network and meet some people. That was really awesome.
1: The thing yeah. that I the thing that I would love is not necessarily to like. What I what I really wanted was uh people to like make me feel like really humble and like teach me a lot of cool stuff. And so in the future, I hope that we can meet all different kinds of podcasters that are further along that can give us kind of like this, um, the same kind of advice we were giving in some regard, uh, do due, due on to us what we had done that night. and uh, But also like uh, regardless of how much we know or do not know, I really enjoyed the fact that we now have like a little podcast community yeah. of people yeah. that that's, we can talk that's to. That's the big thing. That was the main purpose of it anyway. Um, but yes. But yeah, like Jason and Kevin, it's going to be fun to get to, to talk with yeah. them next time. Yeah, next episode. Because cool. I think that maybe. Next... No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. Well, it's not on the schedule yet, but it
0: will be soon. So
1: J- Jason and Jason and Kevin, hopefully we'll get them on the next podcast uh, after this one. Hopefully, if something weird works out, we'll just keep plugging away until we make it happen. But, it'll it'll happen eventually. But yeah, anybody wants to check out their podcast. They are super awesome. Uh, they just talk about the uh kind of the ups and downs, the things they learn about being seminary, in seminary life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good for students of all types. I think you said it's called surviving seminary, surviving seminary podcast. Yeah. We'll link it in the show notes. And the two awesome. guys,
1: and I feel like yeah. the two guys are very like upper rally. Like they, well, they're they... both like
0: doctorate students. So they know a little bit about the subject.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't mean like, as far as like what we know, I just meant like the yeah. style of their podcast, They're very like discussion. Yes. And, um, and yeah. it's, and it's, it's funny too. Cause what they told us is that they are, uh, their neighbors who have the same amount of kids. They're both married they like, live right next door to each other. Something like that, right? Yeah. They both have like four kids. I was like, well, that's a match right there. Yes. We have the same number of kids
0: also, which is zero at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If we're going to talk about counting and people being uh, more ahead of us, they definitely got us crushed. Yeah.
0: Well, you want to move into some questions that we got
1: from our audience? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, This uh, last time we did a questions crossfire. So now we've definitely got uh, the opportunity to do part two. Last time we just asked each other questions. We kind of both put questions we
0: would be interested to hear each other talk about. Yeah. Uh, but this time we actually got some questions from you guys on Facebook. So yep. it's been really neat. I'm glad that one of these is from Bob, too, because he's here and maybe he can help clarify what he is even asking. OK. And <laughs> so, so yeah, Bob, I don't know. Do you want to. Um, well, first of all, do you want to
2: help answer these questions with us? Um. Yeah, I, I can give it a shot. I, I think okay. mostly, audience wants to hear more from you guys, but but I can definitely. I don't know about that. Time time.
1: <laughs> Bob, you're <clears throat> you're the natural born chevalier, as they would say in the Bagger Vance movie. Maybe cool.
2: I have no idea what that means.
1: I don't know either. Actually. Okay, <laughs> so everybody,
0: let's uh, let's keep our responses short and um, we'll try to it. try to get through all these. Yeah,
1: and Bob, just remember. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to take 15 minutes off of the official time. So if we're 15 minutes over, we're close. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So Bob, this first question comes from you. Yes. Why don't you ask us? Do you, do you have that up here? He's got it up. Go ahead.
2: So when it comes to music in the church, do you find yourself desiring something new and different or something old and familiar?
1: Zach, do you want to take it first or do you want me to?
2: Sure. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Is it okay to say both? (laughs) i mean yeah yeah i suppose yeah
0: i i have a strong desire to blend the two and kind of intermingle old and new um i've actually i've had a couple different experiences helping out or leading worship in Mm -hmm. um like more anglican style very traditional services lately Ah. and that's been really neat um sometimes Anglican churches will use like a lot more um, liturgy and they will go through like a very traditional kind of formula when it comes to worship. Mm -hmm. But what I think is really cool is when you can kind of um, intercut some newer songs in there. Um, So like at Asbury, we do older hymns and we do contemporary songs together in the same set, often kind of seamlessly like going between the two. So I think what I would describe my style as is contemporaneous That's basically a word. Yeah, it's a word that means existing at the same time. So I think that like these great things from the past can exist and like go right alongside with newer stuff from the future. Sure. Kind of being
1: inspired right now. Solid. Yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with the most of that. I, I would I would probably just say if I was going to load on a little bit extra from, from my end, I would say that like uh, being both of us have have obviously been worship leaders for a long time. And I'll say that the, the way you phrase the question, do you find yourself desiring something new and different or something old and familiar? I would say that like, I desire both just like Zach said, but I find that um, my desire has to like come second. Like my, like, especially if I'm up on stage now, if I'm doing like jam stuff with Zach or if I'm doing like a live show and We're not making money and it's, we can just play any worship song we want. We just pick like some of the ones we think worship the best, but like, uh, as far as like being up on stage, I would say that you really have to listen to what God is going to do with the music. And as far as like, um, leading the congregation, it's better for the congregation to feel the Holy spirit as they worship. And however you can make that happen and have like God's. Holy spirit, like well up in that yeah, room. That's what you yeah. need to do. So I think that there are churches that just revolve around like 10 or 15 songs that they love, mm-hmm. but then there are other churches that listen to a lot of air one and they want to hear like something they loved on the radio. Sure. So you really got to like, you got to, you got to be discerning of this, of what God's trying to do. Yeah. It's, I would say just on a side note uh, of this question, that is probably one of the toughest things for a worship yeah. leader to do is to decide yeah. How new, how old, like, what is it? Uh, something bar, something blue, something in the Yes, you have to have, so you have to do a blues song. Set. By yeah. Blue Tree. And then there you go. And then mm-hmm. you have to do a, you have to borrow a song from a major artist. Like Chris Tomlin does. <laughs> and make it and do like a, a version of your own. Right No. So th- to me, it's, what do I desire? I would say that like, it's funny. Cause at the time when I started getting these songs, that I really loved, they were new, but now they're like old. Yeah. So like older to play these days or kind of older. The stuff that comes on the new radio, some of it is amazing, but it's it's fewer and farther between the longer I go it seems. And maybe that's just cuz I'm like a one of those like ah, in my day and yeah. I, I definitely
0: yeah I don't think that you have to go to the radio for good new worship songs either too I don't I don't yeah. think so
1: either but you know um, what I'm saying like
0: yeah I think to ones- your point what you were talking about a few seconds ago um I think that one of the most important things for like a worshiper to like get into the habit of doing yeah is not really caring what songs are done like right. like if you go the in objective. with your with your idea of like your personal bias of what you want to hear and they don't do that song, you'll just be disappointed. Right. What you should be looking for is for God to do something. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Boom. So that's so I mean awesome. That's that's all that's all we can say on that one. Yeah. Cool. So the second one was almost kinda like a follow
0: up um to Bob's question and Martin, our friend Martin asked it and he said, uh, what do you think about adding choruses to popular hymns and the backlash among some Christians? Can I do it right now? Can you do it right now? Yeah. Like add a chorus? Yeah.
1: Go for it, I guess. It's been done. <laughs> All right. Here, I'll just do um, Mighty Fortress or something. All right. Yeah. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never faileth. Okay, Johnny Cash, and then, (laughs) and then be like,
3: (laughs) "Hmm. "You are my fortress. You are my fortress."
0: Nope, it didn't work. Okay, I'm going to backlash against that. Really,
1: (laughs) Zach, what's your problem with that?
0: (laughs) Why are you so angsty? Yeah. Um, I I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, like it's it's kind of like what I was just saying. Um. I think you got to get beyond yourself. There was something um, Ken sent me this a while back and he just took a picture of a page of a C.S. Lewis book. And it's C.S. Lewis talking about worship and about how like you need to like get out of your own way and be able to um, worship God, even if it's not like the song that's your favorite song or if it's a different version or something. Gotcha. Are we recording?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's I okay. Look, hey man, we're really we're constantly scared of that, but yeah. no, we're good. Um so, uh I'll just say I know exactly what Martin is talking about with the backlash thing. I yeah. think that maybe this is my angst against modern or, uh, Christian music, but I feel like that is something I see from a lot of artists that I'm not like super keen on. Okay. But and and I hate that like uh, I seem like maybe I'm being biased or something, but like um a friend of mine said like, oh, do you know Blessed Assurance? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Blessed Assurance, like one of my favorite hymns. And they're like, no, Blessed Assurance by uh, what's that guy's oh, name? Yeah. Matthew West. Yeah, well, that's the king
3: is coming. You know, soon. that's an even
1: different thing because that's not even
0: adding a chorus to an old hymn. That's like writing a new song and using the same title, isn't it?
1: In some regard, but he yes. basically does all the same words. But then at the very, very end, oh, that's, okay. like a, that's like a chorus. I'm thinking of
0: something else. There's a Bethel song that is um, It Is Well, and it actually does not really have anything from the old hymn in it other than the chorus. They took the chorus and they turned it into a bridge. Yeah. So it was mostly their song.
1: Or Cornerstone. Yeah. Hillsong took Cornerstone, but it's a totally new song just called Cornerstone. Well, it has the same lyrics, but yeah. Right. And so what I would say Except is... For the chorus yeah I would like say that Martin's talking about like Bob you know? uh sorry like um Martin was saying uh you 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 see that a lot you yeah. see that a lot and i guess yeah. I guess my thing is this, objectively, I think that God can use anything as long as uh, the person who's writing it like is dedicated yeah. to God's purpose of using it. But if it's just a way to be like, oh, I could put this little thing on and then make like a new album and call it my song. then Like it kind of like, I guess, annoys me a little bit. Yeah. But but objectively, like I said, it's 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 all for God's glory. So if that song reaches the loss, then it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Right. So <laughs> um, I I think I kind of come at it from a different perspective. The thing that I don't prefer necessarily is taking something out.
1: Yeah. So um,
0: there are a lot of hymns where you add a chorus, but then you remove like a lot of verses. hymns, a lot of hymns had like six verses and they'll just use like the first and second. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, um, gosh, I'm thinking of oh, four thousand tongues to sing, which I love Crowder's version. Um, but there's actually like a whole bunch of verses. Yeah. To, those verses of that song are really quick, you know, so mm-hmm. um, there's a whole bunch of them and there's ones that like I think are really theologically rich right? Uh, that we don't sing when we're doing like the Crowder version.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think that there are uh, there's probably something to be said for like a hymn that has six or seven verses, and you don't want to like just do all the verses yeah. all day, and it's like a nine minute song or something. Yeah. So I can understand a worship sure. director saying, "Okay, well, we need we have like a four minute song slot, yeah. and this is like our arrangement of it with like two or three things, and maybe just like a little bridge in there." But then at the same time, there are worship hymns already that only have like three verses and are perfect to just to do as they do them. Yeah, yeah. And then they take out one more verse and it's just two verses and then like a bridge or a chorus yeah. or something. Yeah. And then you're like, well the original was fine. You can worship to the come down fountain without taking anything out. Right. I I think um
0: also a big thing about it is the set that it's in and like yeah. does it does it serve where you're going in the worship set. Right. Sure. And um that's why I kinda I play I play it loose when it comes to verses and choruses on a lot of songs lots of times because one uh, way to do a song might be better for the set list than
1: the other version. So, right, yeah. What about you, Bob? How do you feel about people taking original hymns and putting like a oh, sorry, uh, the uh, OG hymn and then adding a chorus, hymn to adding, hymn. A, adding a chorus to it.
2: Often, I tend to find that I that I like it. It, it kind of ma- it, it, it tends to. What I tend to find is that there are so many people out there that don't know about a lot of the classic hymns what they what sure. they do know in the in the christian world often tends to be what you hear on the radio
1: or what they heard in church as a kid yeah oh, yeah, oh,
2: yeah mm-hmm. exactly and and so so by adding a course to it often popularizes some old classic hymns and, and yeah. encourages people to explore it more and in my mind i I view that as being a positive thing as for the the backlash against it i don't know i just think that's as often people that fall often fall into this uh into uh uh, they they just don't they like change in general
1: sure. Yeah Zach I did one you should do one There's not
2: necessarily Wait
1: one what Just, just add, a, add chorus. a chorus Yeah just like him. do a hymn and add a chorus really okay. quick Pick whatever one you want We'll just um,
0: Oh the one I was thinking of already has a chorus Um I don't know Just name, like Name a hymn real quick Uh
1: Come thou fount Blessed okay. assurance Uh Of
4: God's redeeming love and oh, come, to the fountain.
1: Oh, come to the fountain. Oh man, yours is better than mine. I was, you made yours good actually. Was I annoyed by that? No, it was actually pretty nice. Even though there, is, love- there <laughs> is one
0: uh-huh. with uh, "Come Thou Fount, Come That King" or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on here, I'll read this next one since I haven't read one yet. Uh, this one comes from Jim Lamb, and I think it also goes along with the worship team kind of stuff, I guess, in some regard. Jim Lamb asks, mm-hmm. "Why do so many church groups or teams become cliques? Mm. Have you guys ever experienced this?" Group we group just talked about group building yeah short, we did versus yeah. kingdom building and that's very interesting yeah so um i guess uh i would say um why do so many church groups or teams become cliques i think it's because one of the weird cultural things about church is that you kind of like at least in the beginning for most people they will come to a church because they know like buddies there yeah and so eventually you kind of get into like a little like social circle. Now that's a huge thing. I mean, relationships
0: yeah. are, um, are like our main connection, right? Like why else would you go to a church if you had no belief or reason to, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah. so, and so the, the, and however you get to church is you're going to church. So, I mean, you know, it can't be bad necessarily, but, um, I think cliques are also like, it suggests that they're kind of like. Exclusive in exclusive, some ways yeah And so I think what it is Is it's funny It's almost like When a click starts Everybody's inclusive And then they get like A solid like six or seven people And then they're exclusive yeah. And so what you end up getting is kind of this weird, like, uh, versus mentality where it's like, oh, those people over there don't know what it's like over here <laughs> on yeah. in this click, like the worship team versus like the staff or, <laughs> yeah, uh, or the, uh, children's or like the youth, the youth yeah. worship team versus That's, another worship you team. you start
0: adding different teams to your church and churches yeah. work off of teams. Usually. Right. Sure. Yeah. Hands and feet. Right. So, um, Well, I think it's so interesting, especially with worship teams. That's like kind of our main experience with this is worship teams work really well when everybody is a close knit group. And, you know, like some of the teams that we've been on together, we've tried to do like a devotional with or something where we're kind of talking about our lives, kind of sharing things together. Um, But at the same time, like at some point, does that make you kind of exclusive because it's hard to have that close knit family kind of bond if just anybody could be a part of it
1: right yeah i i tend if i'm a if i'm the worship leader i tend to try and like open us up to be like the social group of the church like go go out and like reach out to other people yeah but i don't think i can expect that from everyone so like if you're the leader of a group in whatever group there are some people
0: who only come to worship band
1: rehearsal and like no
0: other church functions and things. Right. Cause yeah. they're very like, uh, right. Maybe, that like, happens
1: all the time. Not social, like not very social
0: or they may just truly really only have time for, to commit to one team. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I tend but, to find that it's pretty normal for, a, for it's, it's almost like human nature for you to want yeah. to have a close knit group of people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and the, the, and it's kind of like I was telling an individual recently. I mean, if you are friends with everybody, then you're truly friends with nobody hmm. because you're never going to, because in order to be friends yeah. with everybody, then you're never going to have that deep close knit friendship that we as humans tru- not only desire, but honestly truly yeah. need yeah. D- d- just that, that closeness because you're so art. So, you, cause you're so surface level with everybody, yeah. you can't get close uh, with anybody unless you have a groove that you trust. But I guess
0: my question with a ministry team is just, is it driving back to, christ or is the social aspect overtaking the worshipful aspect gotcha yeah it goes kind of
1: back to what we were talking about uh, a episode or so ago about the uh, club building right about where that goes uh, if it's
0: if your purpose is socializing then that's not good but if you have a close-knit relationship and you have Um, a group that has bonded together, but you're there for a missional purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that can be a very great thing.
1: Bob, I just want to make sure I'm I'm clear on what you're saying. Are you saying that I, Colin McSweeney, cannot have 50 best friends? uh, Devoting 15 minutes (laughs) of each portion of my day, each, for each (laughs) best friend, driving to their house and like bringing them gifts and stuff like that, spending quality time with each of them. At some point, you're going to have to hire like a personal <laughs>
0: assistant to yeah. answer phone calls and yeah. talk to your best friends for yeah. you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I, I'm, I, I would I would argue that in that scenario that, um, that, that, that I will that, try that, that your friends, that <laughs> your friendships will end up being very shallow.
1: Well, let me just put it you to you. This you're way not by. actually
2: investing in one another. <laughs> Colin has I seven have
1: 17 billion. best men at my wedding. Yeah. And <laughs> you're all my best men. <laughs> and then 400 groomsmen. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. So, um, so I'm, I know we're kind of skimming over this one, but yeah. maybe we should just mention it just so we can shut up. Yeah. Um, my
0: buddy, Nick Cassal, he asked a question that requires some exegesis that, uh, I don't think any of us have really had time to dive in. And Aaron would say, uh, we need to, we need better exegesis in of the, the scripture. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he said, um, Looking at Genesis, I guess it's forty three and forty four. Yeah, it's when Joseph tests his brothers and he plants a silver cup on Benjamin, sends Benjamin back to his father, mm-hmm. and frames that has a him. Servant. Basically, frames him for stealing. And so he said, "What are some ways that we can interpret that?" So without having really gone in and <laughs> yeah, studied, yeah, yeah. Um, Just what do we, you guys think? <laughs> we got like
1: a quick glance on it, and I, yeah, and I, I right. said it, uh, it. We like to see the. Um, we'd like to see like the icons of the Bible as like perfect people that like can do no wrong. But it seems to me like in this case, Joseph may have had a, uh, may may have been a little bitter and may have been like trying to like mess with his, you know, do some mean stuff to his brother. But I know that it is to test a little bit of revenge. I know it is to test him, but at the same time he he's like kind of in a better position at that point And it's kind of, they like did whole, throw him in a well. Yeah. So that could, so I, I, I want to <laughs> say that he is a little humanized in this, in this regard, but that's not maybe, the whole story. Maybe
0: that, that that's probably one way you could interpret, but it. we
1: did, we did not yeah. do enough research so that I could be yeah, way off base no. on that.
0: Yeah. There I'm guessing that there's probably some kind of ancient near East cultural reason. Sure. That where he probably tried to get his brother into some kind of social faux pas. Um, I know that like the ancient Near East people were very like um, group
1: oriented.
0: Yeah. So it's like if Benjamin stole, then he's like shamed in front of like all his other brothers. I
1: think after I think after that particular section or at least somewhere near the end, it talks about how like. Uh Joseph puts him in a weird position where he essentially have to become his slave if he was like proven to have stolen it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where like Joseph was like sent into slavery. That's what made me think maybe he was just trying to like get him back or something. Yeah. But why one brother specifically? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um That's something maybe
0: we'll look into it on a future episode or maybe we'll just talk about it a little bit on our Facebook page and Boom. you all could tell us what you guys think. I like it. Yeah, that would be good. Absolutely.
1: Cool. Okay. Stephen. Next McFerrin. question. Stephen McFerrin. I yeah. think is next. So, uh, Bob, do you want to read Stephen McFerrin's question to sure. us? Sure.
2: What are both of your favorite films, albums, and books, and how, if at all, do you think they relate to your individual <laughs> walks with Christ? Oh boy! A small question, no doubt.
1: I yeah. I want to say that our favorite films. Albums and books may or may not have anything to do with our Christian walk. <laughs> well, it just depends. It's really. I, maybe not. I, I thought know.
0: about this question and I really have trouble picking favorites of of anything.
1: So, yeah, it's just really tough. Um, I'm going to say I'm just going to throw yeah. out some movies that I enjoy. OK. okay. Rose Red is a uh, like Stephen a, King. A, mi- a miniseries. Uh, Interesting. Uh, is like one of my favorite horror movies. And yeah. everybody else doesn't really like it, but I really like it. Um, I would say as far as like, uh, movies in general, Christian audience, I don't know, would uh, maybe not enjoy this movie, but SLC punk was like a super SLC like, punk it, that developed coming me. of age kind of movie, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, it related oh, yeah. to me in a lot of ways growing up and yeah. there is Christian messages in it. One of which is that he has some atheist guy that's trying to make a point at one point in the movie and he is in like a bad way. He's kind of like depressed. And then he sees his girlfriend with, like, another guy and, like, um, like beats him up in the scene. And then at the end, the atheist guy is like, I'm going to prove the, that God doesn't exist. I'm going to try and summon the devil. And when he doesn't come, that'll prove that God doesn't exist. Yeah. And so then the main character comes outside and he goes, I know the devil exists. He was me in there fighting that guy. He was my dad telling right. me to get a job. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, hmm, like... There's a message here, even though this movie is about like 80s punkers. Well, he was. Yeah, he began kind of realizing his own
0: sinfulness really at that point.
1: Or or just this is not a movie that preaches
0: the gospel. But he's he starts to reckon with his weaknesses there in that point. The problem with this
1: question is that me and Zach are both broadcasting majors and have seen every single movie. And so we have a particular (laughs) Well. I would say that Zach has maybe seen more movies than me, but I would be. I don't know about that. You've seen quite a few. <laughs> you did that whole yeah. class on um, Alfred Hitchcock, didn't you?
0: Yes. I've seen like every yeah. Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That About halfway
1: through, I was very Hitchcock down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it's it, the tough thing is that once you're yeah. like super into something like that, mm-hmm. it's hard to just say like. It's hard to say this
0: (laughs) this is my favorite, like, because, like, we just appreciate so many films for so many different reasons.
1: I will say, too, that this is not a dig at, like, God's Not Dead, War Room, or any of these or anything. But I do think that, like, because Christian uh, movies do not have the same resource, same actor uh, 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 availability and things like that. That you're, you you don't get the same kind of, like, dedicated director quality. But there are good Christian movies out there. I think Woodlawn is a very good movie. Yeah. I would say of any Christian movie I've ever seen, Woodlawn is amazing. Yeah. Even though it is a, like, Remember the Titans-esque type movie. Yeah. If I had to pick a favorite Christian movie, I'd probably go with um, the Blue
0: Light Jazz movie. I don't know. If, uh, did we ever yeah, watch that it. together? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, they they made it a very indie, like, kid movie with, like, a just, like... Oh, guess what else? It's Christian. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's based kinda, on the book. But.
0: It's kind of, um, it's kind of teenagery, I guess. But I like, um, I like movies where people have to like deal with dad stuff. I don't yeah. know why.
1: That's a thing we've talked about that before. So, Both of us kind of have that. So album, this one I would be a lot harder to like determine, but yeah, hmm. I, I once had to do a like some friend of mine on Facebook shared like a name your top ten favorite favorite yeah. albums. And uh, I know like probably half of my top 10 dream theater. (laughs) Yeah.
0: One of my favorite albums is uh, Joshua Tree by U2. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the one with where the streets have no name and still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. So there's a lot of Christian themes in that, too. Um, Yeah. You know, he talks about heaven and he talks about justice a lot kind of in that album. Right.
2: I found myself the last couple of months really listening to a lot of Matt Kearney, Matt Kearney. Yes. Specifically a the crazy talk album. Okay. So from, from last, I think it released last year. So, yeah. But, uh, I've been listening to a lot of that recently.
1: Christian music wise, five iron frenzy's new album is terrific. Heck yes. Very, very
0: good. People need to realize that five iron frenzy returned in
1: 2013. And I took Zach to a concert <laughs> and we got to That's meet right. Jeff, the girl. <laughs> we did. We talked to Jeff, the girl, uh, but um, and Reese Roper. And Reese Roper, yeah. he was like me. He was like kind of an extrovert and all wild and all over the place. It was. Fun. I was like a nervous little kid because yeah. like I
0: got a chance to meet your heroes. I would loved these guys since like forever.
1: Yeah. I would say another Christian album that I very, very, very much like is um, Robin Mark's Live in Belfast album. OK, that taking it back. Gar- Garments of Praise. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a every song on that album is done like live. But here's another album that. Uh, I I guess I kind of like them f- for the way that they are, but a Christian a Christian artist named William McDowell, okay, has yeah. has Gospel. has like two yeah. or three live albums. All of them are just fantastic. But uh, the the one I like the best is called Sounds of or Songs or I think it's called Sounds yeah. of Revival, and it has that. Uh, um, Our Father. Uh, spirit
3: break out
1: nice lay our very walls cool. down it's uh so those are my three christian ones yeah yeah Sweet. i think
2: i i had um strangely enough i believe it was a homeless man about two weeks ago recommend that very same album to me william hmm. mcdowell
1: for real yes oh wow yes cool. i've never heard of
2: it and so i went back i listened to it uh, about yeah about a week and a half ago was
1: he a guy with really long dreadlocks No, no because the the guy, the guy that suggested to me was my coworker with really long dreadlocks. All right, cool. Cool. All right. So books. I would say I don't have any. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing left. Okay,
0: go ahead. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, Peggy asks, why is church life so hard? And the thing that popped into my head is, yeah, church is great, except for all those people. (laughs)
1: Hashtag church life. (laughs) Hashtag
0: church life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's I think it's people and um, people's worldliness kind of people like are fallible and God is oh yeah, yeah,
1: but we try and put people in a God box. We right. try and put God in a people box. I guess another way of phrasing
2: that question could be why is being in a hospital so difficult.
1: Ooh, hmm. preach Bob that'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, just, just the idea that, if you yeah. are one if you are one person with a broken leg in a hospital with a lot of sick and yeah. other people and stuff like that how, how do you it's kind of crazy yeah because yeah. nobody is completely healthy right
2: yeah I mean we're, we're all there trying to get is. well we're all trying to get better but you know it's just you're always trying to are we though to see this. Well, I would like to think <laughs> we are. Oh, yeah? you pointing uh, the
0: finger?
3: I, <laughs> no, I'm the, the, the goal Isn't of the church... We? The you church, mean the royal we? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the goal of church certainly, certainly should be to yeah, be, yeah. be getting better. That but, Well, there's like, all when, those crazy right.
0: people who don't take their prescriptions and... Sure. Uh, don't vaccinate their children and <laughs> hold on Zach and walk on that leg. That's got a cast on it. Hold on. Vaccinations yeah. kill you. They don't help
1: anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. No, I'm teasing. I don't take a stance either way, but yeah, it's just a lighthearted joke. Lighten up people. Um, So I would say that why is church life so hard? That's such a big question. Like it's so like wide. If you had said, why is, dealing with church community so hard i would maybe have an answer if you said why is it hard to go to a new church i might have an answer but the idea of like church life in general it it kind of kind of makes you wonder like what specifically about church life are you asking but i would say that like ideally church life should be great (laughs) but I, again, like Zach said, we are living in the world we're not living in right like the perfected well, God church, yeah,
0: and and look, I look to revelation and the picture of heaven and the picture of the new earth that's coming um where we can taste and see that the Lord is good, yeah, you know that's what church life should be should be a little slice of that, but oftentimes it is not so much or it's just really challenging to even get close to that, but There's a reason why Jesus tells us to keep trying. And that's what we're called to do is to be a light on earth. So
1: ask uh, Peter and John in like the book of Acts and the rest of the disciples uh, Mm. why church life is so hard.
0: Ask um, Ask those living in a persecuted like country. why Church life is so hard.
1: Cause um, yeah. cause they uh, they were like, we're gonna say that Jesus is Lord, and they're like, no, don't say it. If yeah. you say, it, we'll put you in prison. Yeah. And yeah. then then the angels like, oh, go out and do that some more, and they're like, but they just put us in prison.
0: Right. Yeah. So they didn't have like bureaucracy to deal with, but they literally had
1: people persecution. Who had killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess what I would say is, uh, if I'm gonna be diplomatic here and say like a real like cut to the core answer, I would say that like. Um, the world and the enemy that like rules it half the time does not want, uh, the kingdom of heaven to succeed. Yeah. And, uh, every stumbling block along the way is a, is another stumbling block presented by him. All right. All right. Moving on. We got
0: just a couple more. So let's see if we can get through these. Um, Andy Bentley, Bentley, he said in your Christian journey, which brother or sister has had the most impact on you? Let's give like five words or less on why.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Um If I'm not saying pastor, I will say you. Zach. Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: It, it the question is impact. Impacted you. I thought you were gonna say Jake Lee straight up. <laughs> I'm gonna say if I if I can't pick a pastor. It didn't say that. <laughs> it didn't say it didn't say pastor. So I would say, Zach, you and I have done ministry for so long that I have literally Changed as a person to like a more driven Christian because you and me have done ministry. I appreciate so that. But, um, if it's a pastor, I would say it's probably a toss up between like, it's probably Jake because he really did yeah. start me off on the Christian journey and then gave yeah. me like the kind of wisdom that I needed at the time.
0: Yeah. So very similar. Um, I would have said Jake or Ken, if you're talking about pastors, um, just because you don't have done. to say
1: me, you well, don't have to,
0: because I've done ministry with them for, for a while. But, um, I would say of other people who are not my pastor, um, every most of the close-knit group from the BCM, which includes you, Colin, Yeah. Um, but Merlin, uh, you, Bob, Greg, um, our friend Brandon, um, these are people. Daniel that, Bennett. These are people, sure. These are people that we walked with, you know,, yeah. and did ministry with while we were like in the early stages of our walk, trying to like figure things out. Yeah. And so I right really there with you.: Yeah.
2: So yeah, um, definitely yeah. great group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, pastor, I might have to go back to my high school days. Uh, okay, of, of, uh, uh, that that would be uh, Gary Rose, He was the youth pastor at the time, and he had some profound impact on me during awesome. during some very dark years of my life. But uh, but yeah, but you know, but I I tend to hold that exact same sentiment, Zach, that you know that the, the, the people that I've walked with during the the the, the real shaping years of, the, of those college years, um there was so much growth, so much uh, impact that happened during those years. Yeah. yeah. That I that have, have to agree with you entirely and follow suit. Cool. I just
1: think I, I said you Zach, because had I not been best friends with like a devout Christian, sure. I might've just gone on my own way or
4: you can go your yeah. own way. I would have
1: been listening to Crosby, Stills and Nash and just going completely <laughs> non-Christian or something. That's a listening very, that's a very satanic album. band <laughs> Fleetwood Mac rumors. <laughs> yeah. See? Rumors. They're the rumor weed. All right. John David, he has two, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can we answer these quickly? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, In your experience of leading worship ministry, what was the most meaningful impact you felt from leading worship? I don't know. Can you think of
1: one? Yeah. I would say that there is, uh, I've said this before in the podcast, that uh, leading worship isn't about me. It's more about like leading God to the people and leading the people to God in some regard. Uh, And so I would say that like, I feel, I feel impacted when the Holy spirit is like present every time I'm, that's basically my short answer. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah. Anytime that I know that God showed up and, and did something. So I'm thinking of times where like um, the altar was opened up and people came and prayed or, uh, you know, times when like somebody, you know, wanted to make some kind of life change, yeah. like during that, whether I knew about it at the time or found out about it later, doesn't really matter. But just anytime time that the powerful um, presence of the Holy Spirit did something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second one. Random question. If you could have lunch with any theologian or historical figure, who would you pick? I'm calling it right now.
1: Paul. Paul's my boy. Um, who's the guy who looks like, um, Evan? Oh, um, Spurgeon. I would have, (laughs) I would have lunch with Spurgeon and call him Evan Collins the entire time. (laughs) Uh We're like, so Evan, what do you want to have to eat? (laughs) I'm not Evan, I'm Spurgeon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Uh, the picture on my uh, Facebook says different, sir. That does have a likeness to me. (laughs) 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 I don't know who I am. You guys could smoke pipes.
0: And talk about Calvin.
1: <laughs> the yeah. entire lunch, he'll just say quotes that I can put under Evan's picture. <laughs> <laughs> the life without God is no life at all. Spurgeon dash Evan Collins. Evan Collins, that's right. <laughs> all right. So last one, Billy Mur Mur Murr Murr. Mar- okay. yeah. Mar- yeah. Yes, Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah Billy Bauer. He's actually a, a close friend of mine from from many years ago. So yeah, I've I've, I've, uh, I've walked with Bill for many. Has years. Has he
1: ever played? age of empires two on Hima, Himachu. I, I, do, I don't think he has. No, no, okay. no, no.
2: But uh, he is, uh, um, I, I've, 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 actually kind of lost contact a, a little bit with him over the years. So I need to correct that in the very near future. Yeah. But, he's
0: yeah. been, uh, he's been messaging us through all the over uh, so
2: yeah.
1: Facebook. So, yeah.
0: so h- him and I have actually kind of talked about this a little bit back and forth on a mm-hmm. message, but, um, he says, how does God's mercy and forgiveness work together with his
1: justice? Mm. What do you guys think about that? So that's a kind of bigger can of worms. And since we don't have a lot of time, I will sum up what my opinion is based on what I've interpreted the scriptures. Um, I would say that like God's mercy and forgiveness and God's justice seem to be the two like ends of the spectrum for a lot of communities. And so I'm not naming any particular denominations but there's some denominations that focus exclusively on Jesus's loving aspect and not so much on the judgment and then there are people that believe very wholeheartedly that the judgment is like the main piece of the cake and that the love is just like the icing or maybe you shouldn't even be there or whatever. And and it's not that they're dis, it's not that they're dismissing it it's just that they seem to focus on one or the other. And I think that the perfect harmony of the two is why God is God. Hmm. Because us as humans, we can't reconcile anger and love at the same time. And God can. Yeah. So God can be upset and angry with us for like going against his decree, but he can also love us every step of the way. And so that's where I'm at with that.
0: And adding to that, um, there are a lot of these extreme tensions that exist within God. So if you look at, Jesus, for example, yeah. he was fully human and fully God. Right. Only he could hold those like two things together or like the very nature of the Trinity being three persons. Right. Yet mm-hmm. one God Um, that it takes the God of the universe to be able to like hold things in tension and yet together. Right. Um, so I'll never forget my basic Christian doctrine teacher, uh Dr. Steve Siemens. Uh huh. Um, he, I don't know if he came up with this, but he described it as um, right-hand power and left-hand power interesting. of God. Yeah, and he said, like, if you want an example of these two things working together, you need to look at where Jesus is waiting in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. Where, um, where he's praying, and then he gets betrayed by Judas, um, and the soldiers come out. And um, it's very interesting because Peter kind of pulls out that wrath right away and pulls out a sword and cuts off the guy's ear. But Jesus demonstrates like his ability, um, because he says like, I can call on my father and he'll send these angels down. And that's like, that's basically that like judgment thing. Like he's like, I can call judgment down on this whole situation right now. but I'm not going to, because I need to fulfill the father's will by, um, going and serving and ultimately going to the cross. Um, and he even heals the soldier's ear like showing more of like that love. And so it's like those two things in tension like yeah. right there in that one spot.
1: Um so. I had a dinner once with Jake when I was first becoming a Christian and I kind of presented this like argument about like Jesus being like loving yeah. and stuff and then G- and then Jake because he is very versed even like 20 30, 20 years ago or whatever when I first yeah. met him, he was very versed. And he said, well, there's also another scripture that you should read where Jesus says he came not to – he says – He came to create a fire of division. He came to set a fire of division, mm-hmm. splitting yeah. the households in half. Yeah. And what's funny is that doesn't sound like the mercy. It sounds more like the judgment. And Yeah. And so Jesus, Jesus – was both a compassionate human, like you said, and God.
0: (laughs) So Jesus has this ability to attack and drive out the darkness, but he doesn't do it in the way that we would do it. Right. Like um, when it talks like revelation talks about uh, Jesus coming back and like leading the armies of light. And it says that the sword comes out of his mouth. Yeah. A sword in your hand is what you use to like cut people down physically. Right. A sword coming out of your mouth is like, you're using your words to reign with peace. Right. You know, and he like Jesus defeats sin and darkness. Um, That's a very like judgment kind of thing. Like I'm judging the devil right now, but my act of violence against evil is going to be, I'm going to die on the cross. So it's an act of love that he's using as an act of judgment against Satan and the armies of darkness and like all the forces, right? So it's together. Yeah, it's
1: both. Yeah, I guess. Um. Oh, Bob, did you did you have any notes on that? I guess there is that last weird one, uh, but uh, I just because we we're out of time, I'm just gonna say Peter, Fer for Fiorazzi. I think I can't really say his name correctly. I'm going to say thank you for the informative response. It's not really quite a question, but uh, for anybody who wants to read on how to be uh, how to be a good Christian and get to heaven, you can read his comment on our post. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> a lot of prescriptiveness
0: there, but there not not bad advice either. He's pointing us to scripture, so we appreciate
1: it. <laughs> so, absolutely. So um, we're. Uh, I will just say again. Anybody who wants to comment, uh, just really, we're we're looking for great discussion topics. We're looking for a community that can kind of give us feedback. This will really, really help us out with our podcast because it'll allow us to know that we're bouncing ideas off of you all and getting like kind of perspective on these on these subjects. And that's
0: definitely where we want to move this thing. We want to move it into a conversation. So let us know how we can converse
1: with you and uh, check us out on all the different podcast outlets. Bob, what are the different podcast outlets?
2: You've got uh, Spotify. You've got YouTube. I believe Apple Music is one of them. Pod, Podbean.
1: Podbean. Yep. Yep. Uh, See, bean is kind of like a seed. So that's why I like that one. That's a good image. Yeah. Because of houseplants. Yeah.
2: And of course, Patreon. <laughs>
1: there yes, you go. Patreon. There you go. Yes, Patreon. <laughs> and so uh, I just want to shout out and say thank you to all of our patrons, including yes, Bob. Patreon. <laughs> and uh, I also want to say that uh, I have a... Uh, my i want to shout out my grandma for uh giving me some uh, amazing support this week and to my church family as well for the support me and jessica are going through some stuff and we have some uh, loving people in our lives so i told him i would shout them out on the podcast so there you go awesome deal thank you everybody for yes listening. patreon <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna edit that all in right. every aspect of this episode yes patreon all right guys god bless we'll see you next time God bless see you later